Welcome back to another episode of Mastermind, where we dig into some of the best and brightest minds in our space of DTC e-commerce and, and SaaS and learn about what's actually happening. This week, we dig into SEO with Deb Mukherjee. He is the marketing lead at Stay Tuned and an SEO specialist who helps many brands get their SEO right. What I think I found most interesting is some of the simple frameworks that he puts in place for DTC brands who are not really thinking about how to use SEO. It seems like it's something that B2B companies are really, really entrenched in, but hasn't necessarily caught fire on the DDC side, but I think that's going to change big time in 2023 as people try to find new ways to interact with their audiences. The way I like to look at SEO is the same way I look at brand. It takes a long time for that ball to get rolling, but once it goes rolling downhill, there's little, little you actually have to do to make it really impactful because you've done so much of the groundwork before. So stay tuned, enjoy your time with Deb. He's an incredible operator and you're really lucky to have some time to crack open his skull. Now onto the show. So I am joined on this episode of uh, of Mastermind by Deb Mukherjee. He is the uh, he is the marketing lead at Stay Tuned and a SEO consultant for DTC brands. And uh, every time he writes a piece of content, I get smarter because uh, the stuff he teaches I don't know about. Um, so Deb, really excited to be joined and and learn a few things from you today and um, and kind of dive into the entire world of of SEO. Thanks for joining us. Amazing. Thanks, Chase, for having me. Uh, love your podcast, by the way. All the last few episodes, uh, really, really deep, amazing insights. Uh, been meaning to speak with you. So thank you. Great to yeah, be here. Yeah, no, th thanks for joining and listening. Um, we're just lucky that you know amazing people like you are willing to spend some time with us and share your your amazing your amazing insights. I always tell people, I just love being able to sit and get to crack people's brains brains open and learn from them. So thank you for doing that. Awesome, awesome. Let's do this. So I, I want to kind of start at a at a macro level before we we focus on like how to do these things. Um, as everyone I think knows, search engine optimization, what it means, the technical like, hey, what's the dictionary definition of this? But on a technical level, what does it? What are we actually doing when we're focusing on SEO? Um, and like, what value is it supposed to deliver when you do it right? um to a brand yeah uh if you if you just google what is seo you'd get like uh the top 20 results or top 10 results or extensive 3000 word blog post about telling about seo and all the different parts to it and all the nuance definitions some of them are great some of them are just like typical uh stuff but so from from my experience over the past you know few years, I've been working with SaaS companies and C brands, and I've seen that SEO is more about uh, accelerating organic growth as opposed to anything else, right? So uh, like we are we are spending thousands and thousands of dollars on ads, and uh, although they do like if done right, they do give great results, but at the same time, like you're your your expenses are growing right so it's 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 only it's only uh common sense to invest in channels which give you organic results and uh, for the longer term so seo in my opinion is that channel which gives you long term results uh with a very little investment right yeah. okay so what we're looking at is saying 
today. So this is kind of the way I, I, I right size these things in my mind. Um, yeah. There's a thing called low minimum scope, which means it's really easy to get signal versus high minimum yeah. scope. And there's, there's different versions of high minimum. So it can be like, oh, you have to spend a lot of money. You need a lot of engineering resource yeah. and or the timeline or time to value for that thing you do today is going to take a long, yeah. long period of time. What I understand about SEO and, and why I, like, we're very invested in it at Pencil um, is essentially yeah. if we do something today and it starts hitting in six months, it doesn't mean that it's going to go away after another six months. It just lives. It's evergreen content that essentially draws it in grows. people. Exactly. It grows and you can make edits to it, change things as things update, but it will continuously grow and, and feed into your system, which then makes every yep. subsequent piece of content more important because you have a better ranking. Am I, am I, am I saying that correctly? Put it. Perfectly. Couldn't have said it better. Yes, you you do have to spend a certain amount of time consistently, certain amount of resources consist, uh, consistently over the next three to six months if you're starting mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. But once that engine starts running, you you get incremental results from there on out. Mm. So, so I think this is kind of the, the probably, and I, I want to, I'm going to throw the question to you, but this is my hypothesis is like DTC brands, all brands, forget DC brands. Let's just tech, yeah. any company in general. They have two things going on. They have their revenue target for this month and this quarter. And then they have their yep. growth plans for the next 12 to 18 months. And these two things are at constant odds with each other because it's like yes. we have to make short-term decisions to hit our goal, but also we have to do long-range planning to make sure that we know where we need to go and do the plans to get there. And essentially there's a... I, usually you hope there's a healthy tension, but sometimes it's kind of, it's quite unhealthy because you might do something short term mm -hmm. that affect the long term. Do you find when you talk to brands, it's always kind of like, what do we need to do today to hit our revenue target? And it's very hard to get them to think about six, 12 months down the line. And I guess that's part one of the question. Second portion is what have like been results that you've seen when someone says, Hey, look, we got to run our ads but we are going to devote a certain amount of energy, effort, and budget to actually making sure our SEO is good. And you see in yes. 12, six months, you see the results. So my, my TLDR version of these two questions are, do you find that there's a lot of tension between this kind of short-term and long-term? Because ads are short-term, SEO is long-term. And how, do you, how have you seen brands kind of get that right? And what are the results been? Yeah, yeah, great questions. So to answer your question in short, yes, they are always at odds, right? Uh, whether it's a SaaS company, whether it's a DDC company, especially if it's a DDC brand, it's it's like more uh, like, okay, tomorrow I have to pay salaries. I have to ship products. I need more inventory. And for that, I need the revenue. I need the cash flow going on. And if I invest like five grand every month on SEO, I'm not seeing any results for the next six months. Uh, so what do I do during that time, right? So yes, it's always at odds. And more more often than not, the short-term goals win. Like you keep running the ads and you keep discounting SEO. It, it, yeah, it falls uh, it falls behind. Um, now, uh, the second part of, part of your question is like, how do you, do I see a balance in it? Yes, there are brands who balance it really well. So for instance, I love this brand called Peak Tea, P-I-Q-U-E, Peak Tea. 
they have this amazing editorial section where they write consistently write uh, interesting really broad seo focused articles as well as thought leadership articles and they rank for like hundreds of keywords and really really high volume keywords as well because they started investing in it right uh, right at the top right so when they were probably you know a tiny brand a year old or something then you have Dole Ashes, which is which invests. I I know because uh, Jason talks talks about it consistently about the uh, agency they use. They they invest a lot on, uh, into SEO, more into optimizing the on-page side as opposed to the editorial side, like the blog and SEO side. But they still do. Uh, yeah, so it's always a difficult conversation where, to tell them, hey, you know what? Uh, if you wanna the like you know if you, if you want to rely on ads forever go for it you don't really care about seo but if you want to stop that reliance eventually or maybe decrease that reliance uh, you have to invest in seo or organic channels seo just being one of them yes i i think this is a really like a important thing to kind of bring to a head in general which is everyone Complaints is the wrong word, but it, a headwind everyone faces, no matter what the business is, your CAC will always be too high, right? No matter, like, it could be $5. I'm like, I want it to be four, right? There's never, I've never been anywhere where people were happy with their CAC, ever. When it was $9, they wanted it to be eight, and now it's 15. They're like, man, why isn't it nine anymore? And it's like, dude, when it was nine, you were complaining. Um, and so <laughs> that's, that's just kind of like, Let's just say that that is that's table stakes. No one is happy with their CAC. Yeah. Yeah. What I find interesting here is essentially the the things you can build around your say ads is like the yeah. inbound machine, right? The standard, yeah. hey, we can go and, and go and get all of these customers from these places. And it's not about intent as much as it is about like just behavior. This is and it's a it's a good thing. The thing is to essentially get a better amortized blended CAC, we need other things. Yeah. So we need to get our word, word of mouth engine going, right? And there are, there are yep. tools that, that are helping and starting to do that. That will bring down your CAC because you turn your customers into marketers. Conversely, there is Google, but there's a certain uh, amount of cost that is associated with having Google ads running, et yes. cetera. And then there's SEO, right? And so you have word of mouth and SEO. I find SEO to be kind of a more atomized version of, of word of mouth because it's essentially like there is a way to not game the system is wrong, but there is a certain way that you can structure things so that you can get some volume flowing through there. Do people, I guess, when you talk to them, how do you get them to understand that it's the right thing to do in terms of the long-term setting their CAC at a good place? Because let's just say, for instance, you get 100 customers from paid ads that cost $10. Great, happy days, but still $10 is going to be too much in my mind. And then you have 30 customers that come from SEO. You've done, say, a 5K investment this month on SEO, but now there's 30 customers, like blended, it, it works out. So you now have these two sets of customers coming in, and this set of customers is bringing this number down. So the CAC is now seven or eight and you feel very good about it. And then it brings 
like it starts going more and more and more. Like say this is the first month you're getting results. Yeah. Do people see it that way? Or are they saying like, this is just a sunk cost and I'm going to have to worry about it six months down the line? Because it does bring your cost of acquisition down once it starts really For flowing sure. in. Uh, yeah. So very, very good point and very good observation as well. Yes. When I speak to DDC brands, uh, see the first challenge is to overcome the notion that, uh, it's, uh, it's not really worth the investment, right? Because it, it takes time. Like we discussed, like we inferred, it takes, takes time to, uh, actually see results. So that's the first notion we have to clear that, Hey, you know what? You need to be patient for the next three months to see some tangible results right so that's part one part two is um how do you overcome that whole cac uh discussion you do that by showing examples right so uh specifically if you have competitors doing it you can tell them that hey you know what look at this you 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 take that site you go to hrefs you see the number of keywords they're ranking for uh, you see, you see some traffic estimation on similar web and you tell them that, Hey, you know what, if your conversion is like, let's say 3% on the website and on a blog, which is a very specific query. So for instance, let's say, let's take a coffee brand, right? And you, you, you're, you're talking, so this, there's this keyword, which is talking about how to make cold coffee at home, right? So there's, there's a long term, long tail keyword. And uh, it's a very high intent keyword because somebody, if, if they're searching for it, they're probably going to make a cold coffee. And you have this amazing coffee brand, which, which is perfect for cold coffee. And uh, they're searching for it. You're, you're, you're number two in the result. And they, they, they go through the post. And then they decide, okay, let, let me just try this brand because it's low cost. Is this $20? You're essentially getting that customer, like, I mean, at a, such a low cost. Because and you're keep keeping on getting it, so you don't have to show that ad. Like it's not an ad. You don't have to show it every time. Every time somebody Google's it, you're there. Like it's 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 as simple as that. And so SEO, you have to understand something, right? People Google something because they want to know about it. Ads are like they are uh, you, unless it's a retargeting ads. You're literally bombarding them with. Like, hey, here's some information about a blender. Like, am I looking for a blender now? Maybe, maybe not. But on Google, the intent is already there. So uh, it's it's a very high intent channel as opposed to, I would say, any other channel uh, for acquisition. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very it's a very fair point. What I look at uh, the the two kind of. Like the dividing line or the river that divides like a face or yeah. so paid social ads and um, anything Google, whether it's like an actual Google ad or, or SEO, um, is it's behavior versus intent. And so essentially the question is, can you get the intent to be pulled in from an SEO ad or does it need to be a Google ad? Because there is a different cost associated with each one. And so yes. the intent of a Google ad, you want to be above the fold. You want to be in first or second position um, ranking. There's going to be a certain cost to that. However, you can also be there and right there available against the people who are ranking yep. if you do a good job on SEO. And so the question really becomes, do you always want to have to sing for your supper? Right. And I think, again, low, low minimum scope. It's easy to go throw some money at the problem. 
Long term, yep. though, to build a meaningful business, you you need both things going at the same time so that they're working in Congress, right? So you want to show up in searches yeah. that you don't pay for, and then you want to show up in places that maybe you wouldn't have shown up for in your SEO content, and then you pay for those placements. So now, essentially, exactly. the way I always look at it is like there's core customers and then there's adjacent customers. And there are more adjacent customers than core customers. That's just like, if anyone says that they have more core customers than adjacent customers, they're, they're lying. They're um, yep. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Unless you're one of these behemoth um, social platforms. And even then, what's happening yeah. now to Facebook and Instagram? Be Real is coming up. TikTok is there. Like, there's other things people are doing. Um, and they're deplatforming themselves from, you know, things like Facebook, uh, dependent on their kind of their age group. So, um I think that's a really important distinction that you've kind of outlined there is understanding that it's intent based, but that you can rank the same, you can be in the same kind of above the fold place as a yeah. person who has paid for that space, but it is a long-term investment and you have to essentially, so here's my question then based on that, because I'm just riffing at this point. Actually, I, I just have a point to go, go. Good. Uh, there. Yeah. So uh, Google Ads, right, there are two problems to it. One, first, your investment keeps going up, right? So the more, more people searching for a particular keyword, the CPMs are rising. So you're basically paying more for that keyword over time. That's one. Second, if you just like uh, ask anyone and like ask them, hey, you know what? How do you learn how to brew a coffee? Do you click on an ad? Answer would probably be no. So uh, first off, you're not you're not spending the money on uh, you know those long tail keywords. You're spending money on uh, I, I don't know best best cold coffee brand or something best cold coffee. So more transactional, more commercial keywords. You're spending money on that. Uh, you're you're basically missing out on all the uh, all the keywords that like that that are not commercial but at the same time can help you convert that uh, sudden visitor who just wants to make coffee, right? So like those are the major advantages of SEO over Google ads. Same, same platform, same, uh, same view, just different perceptions. Yeah. So it's interesting. You just brought up something that I think is um, probably the most important thing in my mind. Um, that behavior channels have over intent channels is the way that the behavior channel structures advertising is very narrative focused. And so it, it cuts through on an emotion for people generally, if the advertising is good. Um, and so people are invested because they can kind of see themselves in the ad um, and say, okay, well, you know, this applies to my life. And so again, I don't have the data on this, but like, you know, I would be very curious to see kind of what the, the difference in AOVs are, how quickly like people are making these kind of bot purchases that they wouldn't have made versus an intent channel. Like they've come here, they have a budget in mind and they're going to buy what they have to buy versus when they come through SEO, because it's an, it's a more narrative focused structure because it's still an ad, right? Like let's yeah. not call it, yeah. it, it's still an ad unit. It's a long tail ad unit that essentially we're saying will take three to six months to act, hopefully actualize some revenue, some meaningful revenue or, or like traffic, et cetera, from it. But it's an ad unit that is narrative focused. And so the way you can almost look at it is like, it's a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
it's like an assassin in the interest-based world uh, uh, because it's, it's coming in there and trying to make something or, or like a little spy where Google wants you to click on the ads on top because that's where they make their money. But you can yep. win and take a narrative-focused thing and pair it with an intent, and that's where you start seeing some really meaningful gains. So from there, my question to you is how do people – get started doing this because to me when i first thought about seo it felt kind of insurmountable like getting an ad like boom 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 easy facebook done seo it and i think it's pretty much once you figure out the system like there are ways just like ads to be exceptional at it but it is actually not as hard to get started as i think everyone thinks it is so how do you how do you usually recommend people just get started doing this so they can deliver some value and, and start, you know, actually having some uh, some volume passing through these things? Yeah, 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 for sure. So uh, let me first distinguish uh, between two things. One is SEO for your general site, which is, you know, making sure that your pages are optimized to be uh, searchable on Google. You might be ranking for certain keywords. Uh, your product pages, your uh, collection pages, all of it should be properly optimized. So that's like a very on-page thing, and uh, there's only so much you can do about it. Now, the part I'm talking about and I uh, tell the DDC brands to focus on is the editorial side of it, the blogging side of it. Um, we in SaaS, we we love blogging, right? If you, like, take, take for example, Shopify, right? They, they publish, I don't know. I mean, when I was writing for Shopify as a freelance writer, I... I could see that they could pu- they could publish anywhere from seven to ten posts every week, and which is insane. And all of them like two thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand words, three thousand words posts, like heavy editorial top of the funnel posts, right? We we don't see the same thing in DDC. I, I don't know why. It it may be because of the whole CAC and the short term thing, but it's a huge advantage over your competitors because they are not doing it, right? So that's. First, like we have to understand the difference. Now, second, if we just focus on the blogging side first, uh, first and foremost thing you have to do is keyword research, right? Keyword research, comparative research. Uh, let, let, let me talk a little bit about keyword research first. So uh, it's, it's, it's simple. Honestly speaking, it's simple. So for instance let's uh, I'll, I'll take the coffee brand as an example and let's call it uh, chase's coffee brand right uh, so if 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 you're running a coffee brand chase the first thing you would be doing is uh, understanding what your product is obviously like you already know what your product is second what are the benefits of your product so there are like certain templates template keywords you can say so benefits of how to uh, best top uh, black Right. So, for instance, uh, let's let's take take the example of how to. So, how to make uh, roasted coffee? How to make coffee in a coffee maker? How to make pour over coffee? How to make Turkish coffee? Whatever you sell depends on uh, like accordingly you would be creating those keywords. Right. Uh, so, l- let's take multiple templates. So, how to is one template. Benefits of is one template. So, benefits of nootropic in coffee benefits of cold coffee, benefits of uh, hot coffee after, during winter, whatever. Like you, you'd have like hundreds and hundreds of keywords. So first you need to like go to Ahrefs. Ahrefs is my favorite SEO tool. It's, it's brilliant for keyword research and everything. 
figure out the list of keywords first that actually matches your brand's intent. Now, uh, side note here, you always have to go and check the keyword if it's matching the intent. So for instance, if you if you go for, like if you're selling a coffee maker, like a, like a device, like a hardware, right? If you, if you search for coffee maker, uh, model something, check out the intent. What are the result, search results that are coming? Are there like a bunch of affiliate sites that are coming there? Are there Amazon links that are coming there? Are there, uh, uh, I, I don't know, like other like Walmart links that are coming there? Because it's very difficult to win against them. No matter how much you do, it's, it's virtually impossible, right? At least if you're a tiny brand, you're just starting with SEO. So like when you're evaluating keywords, when you're creating that, you know, the master list of keywords that you're going to be writing about, make sure to do uh, that research. So that is what we call a tiny bit of competitive research, right? Uh, search intent and competitive research go hand in hand. So that's a, that's a little side note there. So once you, once you have this list, it's time, uh, it's time to do a little bit of competitive research as well. What, what is competitive research? Like, for instance, if you, uh, if Chase, you, you're running a coffee brand, you'd go and check out the top five competitors, what, how they're performing on, uh, on the Google search channel, right? So you maybe check out Cometeer, you maybe check out, uh, just Noon Brew or something and just, just see where they're ranking. If they're not ranking amazing, you're like, you're there. So, uh, but if they're ranking, what keywords are they ranking for? Do they match your set of uh, keywords and if they match your set of keywords what are the products they are targeting what are the products you should be targeting so combine like just just create a doc it doesn't have to be much complicated or a google sheet put side by side uh, do a v lookup and see which uh, which keywords are you know matching you should definitely be talking about those what are they not talking about that is more important question and you can potentially talk about them so for instance Let's say they, they sell Turkish coffee, but they're not talking about it at all because might be that it's not a, it's not their best selling product. But does it mean you don't talk about it? No, because it's still a product and you can still gain revenue from it. So that's, that's your competitive advantage. You take that keyword, you start talking, you start like, uh, you put that in your master list and do the research accordingly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could go on just a, se a session about keyword research, but. I think that that covers the gist. Yeah. So I think like my using my my brain to kind of pull that into a very like as concise as I can be with it is you have to do your research just like you would do for any other thing that you are doing and essentially yes. the best thing you can do is understand where there is competition and then within that competition where there's blue ocean for you to actually own some of the space um, and essentially go down that path so you can get some, you can build some brand recognition, et cetera, and, and pull in some traffic. So, because I think the one thing you said, not one thing, you said a bunch of amazing things, but something you said that really struck me is there's a bunch of companies that are going for coffee pot or coffee maker. And it's Amazon, Walmart, deal sites, et cetera. You're not going to win there, but they're not doing the more nuanced search, which is like, 
best coffee maker, I don't know, best Turkish coffee maker or so, something more specific. And it's saying like, well, I can own the specific. I don't need to go so broad. And I think this is kind of the, maybe the fear is like people think, oh, I got to go broad because we all talk about broad and everything else. And with SEO, it's almost better to niche down because you want to own people's intent, like search intents that are like have a little higher intent because coffee maker isn't a high intent search, but coffee maker, you know, for Turkish coffee, like Turkish coffee maker, best Turkish coffee, that's a high intent. You're like, well, yeah. that's a, that's a niche thing. And that's more specific. And so it's almost like if you want to win, you need to be more specific with, uh, with the strategy in general. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed, without a doubt. Cool. So my, my last big question, and then I'll let you go and tell you what you think people should do in general is in terms of writing. So there's keyword research and then there's the actual writing. Do you recommend for people, cause I, I come from a writing background. So writing is not a huge lift for me and that's not to pat myself on the back. There are much better writers like yourself than me. Um, but it's not like a hard thing no, to sit down and write and write like, you know, 500 words. Um, but there's people, our CTO, for instance, I ask him to write 500 words and you look at him and like you asked him to, I don't know, swallow arsenic or something. Um, so if someone isn't and it just feels like I can't do it, what do you recommend? So there's obviously amazing operators like you who can help them. Like how should they be doing this if it feels like a huge lift for them to actually take on SEO? So say they've listened to this and like, I have to do this, it's valuable. And then we come to the part of like, now you have to write it. And they're like, well, how the fuck do I do that? Um, like what's your recommendation for them? Like what are tools that they can use or strategies that they can do to just get through this? Right, yeah. So uh, once you have the keyword list, the next step is to start writing uh, quality articles. With Google's helpful content and with Google's EAT algorithm, you need to be uh, portraying yourself as an expert in the subject. I mean, if you're running your brand, you're obviously an expert, so that's by default. But you also need to provide quality information so that uh, the whole idea of Google's update, the latest update is people shouldn't jump off your site because just because your the information that you're offering is not enough or it's not worth it, right? So how how do you write? Like that's that's a more important thing. Now you mentioned that I'm a great writer. I am not. Honestly speaking, I'm true to heart. I'm I'm not a great writer. Uh, what I do well is I I create amazing outlines. So. Before writing, the primary thing you need to do is what to write. Because if you start writing and then you decide what, then you start researching what to write, you're, 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 you're dead in the water. So, the first, so for instance, let's say Turkish coffee maker, right? Like if, uh, how, how to make Turkish coffee at home. Let's say that's your keyword. Now, uh, the very first thing I would do is I would go type that keyword on Google and I'll check out the top five results, right? I will see what they're talking about, what are the headlines, what are the points they're, uh, they're writing about, what are the examples they're giving, how they're framing it, everything, right? So uh, I'll, I'll take that and I'll put it in a doc as a rough draft. I'll just like keep typing stuff like, okay, this is, these are the points I need to highlight. This is the headline I need to have. And from, I'll, I'll analyze all five, uh, five posts. 
once I have that, I will I will then like try to uh, you know uh, make make that whole brain dump I call it more concise into a proper properly shaped outline. So okay, this headline, these are the points. This is the example I'll use. This is how I link it. This is where I need to add another product link. The whole skeleton, I will create it, and this will take me at least uh, two hours minimum, because like that's what it takes me. It can take you thirty minutes if you're like amazing at research and you if you're really fast. But once you have that, you will find yourself in a position where you're like, oh cool, I already know what to write. Now I just have to pen the words. Now, like. If you know how to write English and if you know how to string a sentence together, you should be able to do it. It's it's not difficult. You don't have to have fancy languages. You don't need to write like a New York Times journalist. There's no need. Uh, you The primary reason you're writing that article is to help that one visitor who who wants to, who just wants to, you know, be like, just, just have a cup of Turkish coffee. That's it. And how you help them is is the most important thing. They, they don't care about your fancy degree or your language. They just care that, okay, this is the most exhaustive article. It tells me step-by-step step how to do it. It tells me which are the best co- coffee flavors. It tells me uh, it, it, t- it tells me everything I need to know that, like, for instance, the things I don't need, like, I don't know. So these are the things I need to take care of, right? So that's it. Like, I mean, it's it's not very difficult. Now, here's the thing. Biggest problem is not writing it. Biggest problem is actually having the time to write it. So as a founder, as an operator, unless you have hired uh, like a full-time person, a marketing lead or a content writer or someone, very difficult to dedicate like the next two hours or three hours writing that article or even four hours for that matter. Uh, you can obviously outsource that once you have the outline. Now, if you don't have the outline, if you just tell them, hey, you know what? Here's the keyword. Just go and write an article. They will write something which you won't like, and you you would by default like even if you post it, it might not even rank. So what's the whole point of it, right? So, like, again, uh, have some budget. Uh, figure out which writers are doing it. There are like thousands of writers across the globe. Doesn't have to be from the U.S. Doesn't have to be from any country. It can be from anywhere. Uh, and you will get good writers in your budget. I can guarantee you that, right? Uh, but yeah, like those are the two options, and that's how you get started. Well, I think that's really helpful. Uh, the the big one I think is um, knowing. So what I think when you build outlines is you essentially once you know how to outline, then you have a template for outline so that you can then plug in research, and essentially every subsequent time the research process hopefully gets a little bit shorter and a little bit shorter so that two hours becomes yep. compressed and usually it's like new topics but if it's kind of within your sphere of, of knowledge that from two hours compresses to half an hour and essentially you say like okay i'm gonna write one brief a week and just send it out but it's because i've done this thing and it takes me you know 30 minutes and then as your team grows or as you kind of bring on someone who understands this you have a built the system and it works that way and i guess what i yep. would challenge people to say is Look, if you're trying to build for the long term, you, this is not a question whether you should invest. The question is, will you build a system? So everyone talks about how do you test your ad creative? I talk about it all the time. There's a system. 
right? And if you're just throwing shit up at the wall and you're not really thinking about it, like you're not doing it right. Similarly here, you want to have a system that you can action on. So you outlined a beautiful way to do your keyword research and your outlines specifically. From there, all of the good things that will happen down the line will flow out of that. But you need to build a system. And I think maybe that's probably the thing that, like you broke it down and it's, again, you have, you know, years of experience doing this, but anyone can make an ad, can write a blog article and can do the research. There's no blocker to it. It's more how much time you invest to understand. And I would not even say become an expert, but just become dangerous enough to kind of get, get moving. Right. Uh, You can't be an expert in everything, but you can't understand how to do things. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Well, this was, uh, you taught me a lot of stuff uh, that I didn't know about. Like, you know, you know, and you've done it, but not actually in the in that kind of systematic way. So I really appreciate that. Um, Deb, where should people go to interact with you? Obviously, I'm going to link out your, your Twitter, always amazing stuff on there. Are there any other places that they should be looking out or spending time with you? Uh, Twitter is the best place. That's where I'm most active. You can yeah. uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn as well if you want, if that's your platform of choice or... You can find me hanging around in communities. So that's that's also there. So Yeah. Well, this is great. I really appreciate your time. Uh, I learned a lot. Everyone is going to kind of, I, what's going to happen? We're going to see this uptick in everyone. Coming. So. Yeah, like seriously, let's <laughs> let's invest. Guys, this is, this. Is, I think we're going to call this episode Long-Term CAC, How to Do It. One brand starts uh, yeah. with a blog from this episode. My, my job yeah. is done. That's yeah, great. absolutely. Absolutely. Let's let's see. If we can get two, then we are, we already won the entire game. Yes. So, yeah. All right, Deb, this was, this was a pleasure. We're going to do it again, I promise. That's it for this episode of Mastermind. Like, subscribe, share, do all the things. And if you really want to go hang out with our guest, go check him out on Twitter. He's a killer. And we'll have that in the show notes. Thanks so much again for joining us. And we'll see you again next time. Keep thriving.